0: Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button. If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical. And best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or a computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. So, hey, my buddy Tom. We're talking to Tom Riccio. Thomas Riccio on the Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. This is your host Seth Goldstein. Sorry, Tom. I had a jump in the bathroom and fucking just flush out the fucking old vein, man. Sorry about oh, that. Really? We're talking about you're in the room hope and all right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're in the you're in the room. These people are in the room and then some of the stuff gets stolen. Um you know, and then what?
1: Well um yeah a couple of the guys were objected to the fact that they took their brand new Ray bands and, and their phones. And, and, um, and, you know, the guys with the pillowcases on OJ's team were stuffing everything in the uh, pillowcases. And, and, you know, they were like, Hey, that's not your stuff. OJ, this is your stuff. This is, so the guys pulled out guns and like, you know, we're taking it all, you know, and, um, and, and they were pleading to get some of their stuff back. Um, and, um you know, the guys pulled guns out and and, and jacked them up against the wall and, and just robbed everything in the room. So Holy it shit. Into armed robbery and uh yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Um, you know, and like it's, I said, right after they left, um, you know, uh uh they were like, Hey, um, we were robbed and I and uh call the police and I'm like, Hey, I have OJ's number. If they took something of yours, I'm sure OJ doesn't want anything of yours. Yeah, you, know, you just wanted his stuff back. I can call OJ up, and you're like, "Screw that! We're calling the police!" And they're yelling on the phone, "Get the police! We were robbed by OJ Simpson!" And it's right. funny because those guys were saying that I routed OJ out when they were the guys that routed OJ out. Not that I care, you know. It's not like I'm, a, you know, a card member um, of, of of any gang or anything. But, right. but uh, you know, I, I was pleading with them not to call the cops and they wanted to call the guy they went on every show saying i ratted oj out when they were the ones especially bruce from is was the biggest rat weasel in the world um and um yeah. you know later on i did get oj on the phone and he did confirm that he would give them their stuff back but th- but they went ahead and called the cops and turned it into a the big case that it was the cops came and
0: Holy of course shit.
1: said that that i was an accomplice and they put me in the other room and and yeah. uh they read me my rights and they were trying to get me arrested, but I, you know, I told them I knew nothing about the guns and everything. Right.
0: The- at any time, at any time did you fear uh, for your life, Tom, during the time you were in the room with the people?
1: Oh, you- yeah. They they put a gun right up against my temple and pressed it up against me, you know? Oh, so shit. yeah, that was scary. That was scary. So.
0: Yeah, because it, it's not how you, you would have liked the turn of events, the way things unfolded. That's not what you planned. But you had you,
1: know be- what? you know what? Um, a lot of people have their own opinions about things, including guns, you know, the Second Amendment or whatever, this and that. Um, I'm always a believer that, hey, maybe during the time they wrote the Second Amendment, you know, they had wild animals and there was no cops around and we all needed guns. I just don't believe everyone in the world needs a gun these days. I think the
0: you, you don't, You're not a gun owner yourself. To, to I'm
1: not a gun that. owner. And I don't believe yeah. everyone should have a gun. Right, and I, I would not have had anyone in my room if I knew there was a gun involved. In fact, I asked OJ before we went in the room, "Hey, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen. No, none of your guys are going to hit them or have a gun or a knife." And he goes, "Oh, no, no, no. We're just going to, you know, let them know what's up about them stealing our stuff, and you know, and, and this and that. You know, I think these guys are just going to apologize. And that's going to be it. It's funny before we went in the room for this whole incident." I was at OJ's place at the Palm and he was laying down. And he was really mellow and he's like, Listen, I got to reserve my energy so I can, you know, yell at these guys. He didn't say that he was going to do anything physical or pull a gun right. out or, but, but he's like, you know, I got to save my energy. And we were, um, we were watching a show. It was a Tyra Banks like, like talk shows. Believe it
0: or not,
1: he actually had a talk show. She was so horrible. like, Today we are going to talk about people who are afraid of clowns. She was so bad. She was, was a terrible show. But anyway, she came on and she goes, Today we have somebody who you might not know, but her father is an icon who helped OJ get away with murder. So and OJ's listening to this. We just happened to be watching this. She's like, he's like, What yeah? He's like, so so out comes this beautiful little girl and and, and, and she's like, uh, yeah, my dad was friends with OJ and he was a member of the dream team. And OJ's like, your dad wasn't shit. He was a friend. He was a horrible lawyer. (laughs) And he ended up, he ended up, uh, you know, almost costing me things. He was a horrible lawyer. And he was like, well, well, tell us about what you got going on. Oh, we have a new show coming out. It's called keep it up with the Kardashians. And, and it's a reality show about our life. And OJ's like, keep it up with the Kardashians. Shit. That show ain't going to last two episodes. That ain't going to last two weeks.
0: Robert Kardashian's younger uh, daughter that we all come to know as. Uh,
1: it uh, was Kim with- Kardashian. Kim I never Kardashian. saw her before in my life. I first time I ever saw her was literally two hours before the robbery. And OJ's like yelling at her on, on the TV. He's like, that's my goddaughter. Uh, 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 and no one's going to watch Keep It Up With Their Kardashians. That show ain't going to last two episodes.
0: The irony of that, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, the robbery went down, and and um, you know, I called OJ, and OJ's like, yeah, we didn't want your stuff. Um, we're gonna give you know, and they're like calling the police. The police come, and they and they detain me, and they read me my rights and everything, and I'm like, listen, guys, I had no idea this was gonna turn into an armed robbery. I'm as surprised as everyone else here. Um, you know, I can get OJ on the phone, and I did. I got OJ on the phone, and OJ's laughing with the detectives and everything else and um, you know I didn't know it was going to turn into the big thing it was finally they decide to let me leave the room they say you you got a minute get your shit out of here I go into the room and um, you know it it was like a murder scene there was fingerprint dust black fingerprint dust over everything up to the ceilings so I'm thinking (laughs) oh crap my, my 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 recorder it's uh you know they got my recorder right I got right. two like Pepsi cups sitting on the armoire where my recorder was. And I, and, and, and um, I go over there, I reach on one side, my recorder's not there. I reach on the other side, it's not there. So I reach in the middle, there's maybe six inches between the two cups. And there's my recorder. I put it in my pocket. And <laughs> the, the door burst open, and the cops are, you still didn't get your shit. They grab my luggage and throw it in the hallway. Do everything but kick me in the ass on the way out. They get hell oh, out. Wow. You're supposed to be here. They let me in there for, I was in there maybe one minute. I was just long enough to grab the recorder. Right. So, um, they're like, hey, um, you know, be available for an interview. You're, I mean, you're not out of the woods yet. We haven't decided whether to, to arrest you or not. So um, I'm like, okay. And I hop out of, on a plane. I go home to LA and on right. the plane, the recorder, and I'm hearing the, the whole thing. You know, you think you I- can steal my shit and get away with this? No one leaves this room. You know, I'm like, wow, this is a kidnapping. This is a robbery. This is, you know, everything. It's just and a series of
0: everything that basically helped bring him to justice, as some people would say, you know what I mean? For you some,
1: know what? I'll tell you the truth. Again, a lot of people don't like me to say this, but I actually, you know, I wasn't friends with OJ, but I was friendly with him. And every time mm-hmm. I ever got together with him, it was nothing but a good time. And right. It was very, very fun. Very. and And, and you know. Hey Tom, I'm having a party at the Palms and you know and, and come on over and, this, and he was very friendly.
0: Did he ever he, tell you about him his relationship with the with the Jenners with Chris, Chris You know, no, when,
1: I never even knew he knew the jenners until that yeah. day where he said yeah. that um the girl was his goddaughter and it turned out to be Kim Kardashian. And um and that, he was,
0: that he was he had I, fathered I, one of the sisters, right?
1: No, I talked to him again, I don't know. I didn't even know he knew anything about the genders until that day, until the day of the robbery. So we, I, we didn't have much of a conversation other than just a, a, a weird coincidence that popped on that show. And he's yelling at the TV about, you know, about about <laughs> about um, about uh, the father, um, uh, Kardashian. Robert, lawyer, Kardashian. R- Robert Kardashian.
0: Robert Kardashian.
1: And I guess he had fallen out mm-hmm. with him. And he's yelling at the TV about the father being a horrible lawyer and all this stuff. So yeah. um, he didn't have much of a conversation you know of course kim was in her prime then she was a beautiful girl and i'm like wow you know her you know <laughs> and uh you know but but uh yeah that's my goddaughter and and he seemed really you know kind of upset but um yeah anyway um you know uh i got home and um my partner in the auction house you know we were actually going to do this setup thing in the auction house but he wouldn't go for it so we ended up doing it in my room at, in vegas and, and um, we were deciding what we are going to do with the tape. And I told him, look, it, I don't want this to be the reason why O.J. gets in trouble. And, um, you know, my partner was like, uh, you know, listen, it doesn't really say whether he knew there were guns or not. Um, he's just yelling about getting his stuff back. It wouldn't really hurt him. So I was thinking about releasing the tape right then. But, you know, listen, we did the deal with TMZ. and We knew Harvey Levin and everything else. So I called Harvey Levin up and I said, Harvey, uh, that deal with O.J., you know, I was in the room. And he just like instinctively said, you got a videotape. I go, not a videotape, but I got an audio. He goes, you want to sell me the audio, then you're going to sell me the video. I know you, Tom. I go, no, no, no. no. I, have the, I have the audio. He goes, this is, this is Tom. TMZ is going national on networks. We're having a TMZ right. um, TV show. And it's only in two networks. He had it in, um, he had it in L.A. and he had it somewhere else. I don't know, Atlanta or something. He goes, mm-hmm. I, I want to get this thing in fifty, sixty different, um, you know, different um, syndication in different cities. He goes, um, you, you, you got to do a do a fair deal with me on the tape. So I go, well, what's a fair, fair deal? I, 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 and he goes, you tell me. I go, I don't know, two million dollars. He goes, hey, two million dollars? Are you out of your mind? They go, oh, it's fair. He goes, he goes. I had the guy from Seinfeld. He's yelling nigger, nigger, nigger all over at a, at a, at, a, at a at a show, and and someone had him on tape, uh, you know, yelling these racial slurs, yelling nigger, nigger, awesome. and, and, and and um, you know, and and uh, I gave him ten thousand uh, dollars. know ten thousand dollars ain't going to get it done here. You know, the, the guy from Seinfeld. Um, I know it was a big story. Whatever the guy, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld yeah he, he, bought, he bought the tape for 10 grand and and, and he, he goes i'll give you 50 grand and really i was just trying to get 100 grand out of him i go you know what? i'll come down to a million so he comes back he goes i'll give you 100 grand so we're at 100 grand and i was with my buddy you know and he's like shaking his head and he's like it was too quick he came up to 100 grand that was the that was the figure we wanted 100 grand so he came back he goes i only have a 100 grand budget i'm giving you all my budget it's all i got i go well, we're going to see what Radar Online wants to give us. He goes, that's down in Florida. You're not going to make it down there. I go, "I go, Harvey, are you threatening me? You're going to he goes, well, people here know you have the tape. I, I, I go, Har- they, they, you know, cough up the money. You know, give me some real money. He came back and goes, I'm going to give you 50 grand of my own money. So 150 grand, that's all. So uh, I ended up going, I go, I, I, I really believe him this time. I don't think he has any more money. I'm going to go ahead and so I sold to him for 150. And um, yeah, fifty
0: ended
1: grand off. Yeah. He split the tape up into three segments over three nights, and he got thirty-eight syndication markets. He made millions oh. of dollars off that tape, and that show's still on the air today. TMZ, they sit yeah. around and talk about things. It was just starting that week when it, when I got when I got the when I got the tape. So you know, I'm telling, I'm
0: telling you, you're, you're instrumental for bringing some folks down and for others up.
1: Shit. It's crazy. You know, I like Harvey, though. He's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. You know? Yeah. So so anyway, um, yeah, um, you know, so so, so what happened was um, we did that deal on Sunday. I think the the robbery was like a Thursday. And the reason why we called Harvey on Sunday, I really was up in the air about releasing the tape because I didn't want to get OJ in trouble. Um, I didn't want the tape to be the sole reason why he got arrested. But he got arrested. Sunday morning. So my partner was like, my partner at the auction was like, this could actually help OJ because you have the whole tape here before he never really mentions guns or anything. So, you know, we'll go ahead and release the tape. So I did. And uh, meanwhile, Vermont was going on every talk show saying, I did all this just because I knew what was going to happen. I wanted to record it, which obviously wasn't true. I actually went to the FBI and everything beforehand. The FBI didn't want to do anything about it. So, um, you know, I did everything I could to be transparent about what was going on. I had no idea about guns or a robbery or a kidnapping or any of that stuff. But I had the tape. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, I, I I can go to jail for 33 years, they were telling me. So Well,
0: all that shit was going down because they wanted to sensationalize things. So they kept getting different clips of you talking and saying maybe he's holding out on some information, maybe this, and maybe it's, it's something. Well, could be I got my lawyer, Stanley, got lawyer
1: Stanley involved, and um, and he got the immunity, which a lot of people think, well, you know, you made hundreds of thousands of dollars off this deal. because I went ahead and did the sponsorship deal again where I got, I got um, GoldenPalace.com, and I went on shows to talk about it. I went on Howard Stern and and uh, Cliffs for sale paid me twenty five grand, and and wow. uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, Golden Palace paid me twenty grand, and and then and then some of the actual news companies that wouldn't pay me for the um they wouldn't pay me for the um for for the Out of the Cold Diaries paid me to do interviews like 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 Good Morning America paid me twenty five grand, you know they wow we Can't pay you to go on the show, but if you have a picture of you and OJ, we can pay you for the picture. So, in other words, oh, wink, wink. So, they paid me for the picture, and um, you know, and, and you made uh,
0: really well for out of this one, buddy. I gotta tell you, you made out really well. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah. then then my guy who I sold the um, the Anna Nicole uh diary pages to for the Anna Nicole book started calling me to do a book, and um, so I got a book deal out of it too. And that turned out, you know, we, ne- we never know, but um there was a, how,
0: how are the sales are you still selling this book are you still selling busted
1: no nah, the book sold horribly horribly it was a lot of the worst seller. every show I went on um people were like I wouldn't wipe my ass with your book you're a, a piece of shit you're you're a, a convict why should we believe you and all this stuff now, now a lot of the um hosts like me but the people calling in never liked me and 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 it, and it, they, they, they did twenty thousand copies of the book and um and by the time uh, Michael Viner, the um, the publisher, died, they still had books left over. They sold eighteen thousand five hundred copies. They had fifteen hundred copies left over. And um, the, the good thing about the book was, people that did read it loved it. So I, I actually right. got a lot going to my website because I mentioned it. In my book saying it was the best book they ever read. You know, it was where it,
0: it, Where can they find your book, our listeners? Where can they find your book?
1: I mean, most people said I bought it about the OJ thing, but I had no idea. That you um that you were in prison, you escaped from prison. You met your wife, and you had the you ended up making the Playmate of the Year, and you you won the lottery, lost all the money, and went to broke again, and came back and became a million. He said they, they a lot of people say it was a very inspirational story. And Nick Casavetes, the guy who wrote the Notebook, um, wanted to option the book, but uh, Michael Viner was sick, and and the, the family owned it, and they, they and there was an option. I signed a terrible deal with the book. That they can get thirty three percent of a potential movie deal. So they wanted thirty three percent and Nick Cazavetti's bowed out because they were being impossible. He wanted to do a movie, like the first six months the book was out. He was a fan of the book and wanted to do it. so it didn't happen because the um the the, the the publisher wanted more money than the lady who wrote Harry Potter, whoever she was <laughs> wrote Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, You know, and and like, you know, I'm not the lady that wrote Harry Potter. You know, my book is nowhere near. In fact, my book was a terrible seller, but people like it that read it. People like it a lot. But It just didn't sell much. But they wanted to do a movie and and it died out. And just uh, in August, just a couple of months ago, um, the writers who wrote a movie called The Fighter optioned my book. But I own the rights now. I bought the rights back along with the 1,500 books that were left over. They made 20,000 books. There are 1,500 books. Already. And the daughter of Michael uh, Minor called me and said, You know, um, you want to buy the books? And I says, It's too bad you, you didn't do a deal with, with Nick Casavetti. He says, You want to call him? I said, I don't have his number anymore. I don't know how to call him She says, Well, you know, we could do a deal with the books and the rights. And she gave me a really good deal to buy the rights back to my own book. So I had the rights. And, and, and it worked out good. I bought the rights about a year and a half ago. And this August, they called me saying, Listen, we really love your book. Um, we have a lot of ideas. It's not going to be about OJ. It's going to be about all the other 100 things in your book. Uh, there's a lot of great stories in there, and we, we want to option. So I, I let them option my book, and they're writing a screenplay right now for a movie. So. I uh, well, fantastic. A movie that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome.
0: So, yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. And merits for you to have a movie out. You have a lot of information. I mean, the stuff that you have. I know, you know, just collecting over over the years, you have stuff on Elvis, um, just lots of different movie stars as well as uh, athletes. Correct. I mean, it's crazy. It's fucking. Well, but I do,
1: What I do, Seth, is uh, like I got into this. Normally, my my dad used to tell me, "Do what you love doing. It's not really a job." And I used to love baseball cards, but that market just imploded. It's come back right. again with the old stuff and some of the vintage stuff. But the, one of the markets when I got out of prison, that that seemed to be still doing well, was memorabilia. And I, a lot of people like like autographed pictures, autograph. And I really didn't like the pictures and stuff, but I like I like pieces of people's life. Like I got like I don't know Thomas Edison's patent for the light bulb. You Know that's really cool. I got like, um, you know, li- like, um, I got like the traveling Wilburys, who was like Bob Dylan and George Harrison, get the record contract. I got Elvis Presley's contract to buy Graceland and also the contract to do a 68 comeback. Start. So these are pieces of people's life. I got a letter from, from Janice Joplin begging her boyfriend wow. to come literally a couple of months before she signed her first big record deal, she's begging her boyfriend, like, I can do better, please give me another chance, and, you know nice. I, I guess the boyfriend had a wife that that ended up selling this letter after she, after he died um, but uh, it's an interesting letter you know, I mean, I got like, pieces of people's life, I've got uh, contracts of, like Noah and Ryan when he got traded to the Angels, and just pieces of, of celebrities' life, not just an autograph photo, that's the kind of stuff I I I I am really excited about, and that's the kind of stuff I I represent these days. is That's know,
0: fantastic.
1: Really, so, what about? A, are you
0: still a pen pal? Were you a pen pal with with OJ? I mean, when he was locked up, what was it like did you guys have any kind of uh you know um interaction? And, and, however? You know
1: what? I would say we were very cordial before the incident. Every few months, he would call me, tell me, "Hey, Tom, you in Vegas? I got to I got a cabana at the Palms. Come on over. I mean, it was very, very nice. You would be surprised. I mean, he had beautiful women sitting on his lap. I mean, this is, you know, O.J. post murder trial O.J., you know? Yeah. And, and he he was just a fun-loving guy. Everyone was buying him drinks. You you wouldn't think that he would have as many fans. Like I was a big fan of him when I was a kid, you know, but he was a he was America's hero back then. Most women don't even realize that because you know, they they don't know every football hero. They don't know every, you know, older iconic person. You know, and they just think he's famous for killing people. But he was a he was an iconic, you know, hero of all America for a lot of years and when I was a kid as well. But you know, he was, a lot of was. People,
0: absolutely right.
1: For a, for a lot of people he still remained a hero. Uh um, yeah. they didn't want to believe he did what they accused him of doing. And I saw it firsthand whenever we were out somewhere. He had a line of people wanting his autograph, wanting to shake his hand, wanting to buy him a drink, um, and uh, you know, you know. That's. What
0: do you think? In, in, do you honestly think? I mean, this is Thomas speaking. I mean, morally, you, you think he, he did it? I mean, honestly, what do you think?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I never really talked to him about that, and one day, remember, like I told you, he would sign extra stuff. We were doing yeah. a show, Necro Comic Con. It was a horror show uh, thing where they had a lot of horror movie people. He actually agreed to go there. And I, I think there were more media people there than there were fans signing stuff. But at the end of the show, there was like 100 items left over, and he signed it for me for free. And he's sitting there telling jokes and signing my stuff. And in the middle of signing, he looks up at me and he goes, Tom, you think I did it? And I'm like, it caught me off guard because we weren't even talking about the murders or anything. And it just really caught me off guard. And, and I, I, I didn't know what to say. And I was like, well, Juice, um, they found you innocent. He goes, that's right, that's right. And then he changed the subject. And that's the only conversation I ever had. He wanted to know if I thought he did it or not. And uh, that's it. But by the way, I want to make it clear. It's not like I hung out with OJ every day. I can count right. the amount of times I've hung out with OJ on my fingers in my life. I, maybe seven, eight times or something. I've hung out with him. I've talked to him on the phone a lot of times. But I I I wasn't a lifelong friend. Like people think, I'm a lifelong friend. of I did a lot. I did some business deals with him, and I hung out with him seven or eight times so, in my life.
0: So would so, you? Would after, you?
1: After, so after the after the after the um robbery incident, we never really. Now I I'll tell you one thing. Part of the deal was he was supposed to sign two hundred of these books called "If I Did It," and uh, right. came out right on the time of the robbery. And it didn't come out in time for him to sign it. So that was part of the deal, and he never signed it. So I saw him at the trial, at the robbery trial in Vegas, and um, my book had come out, and his lawyer, Yoke Lantern, comes over to me. We're at the canteen, you know, where you buy lunch and stuff. Yeah. OJ's out, and OJ's there. He waves to me and smiles, and his lawyer comes over to my table, and he goes, I just want to let you know, OJ read your book and said it was very entertaining. I go, really? (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I appreciate that. Well, he owes me. 200 signed books. Well, he signed my book. And he goes, he goes over to OJ. He turns out, comes back over to me. He goes, you have a copy? And I had one in my car. I ran out. And he signed my book. He wrote, please don't squeeze the juice, OJ Simpson. <laughs> and he signed it. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. He signed my, he signed book. that one. So, yeah.
0: So have you thought about it? Giving it any thought whatsoever? What's your thought process in terms of he's out already? You know, he's done his time nine years. I mean, it's fair to say, it's probably for a lot of people it's poetic justice he finally you know serves his time now he's a free man would you grab a beer maybe roll up a joint with him or something possibly what do you think
1: you you know what Seth he's he's that kind of guy that you you would be happy to do something but now looking back on it and everything now I I just don't see how it would do him any good or me any good to go back to doing (laughs) business or hanging out with him he's the kind of guy that you and I'll tell you what I got to be friendly with one of his agents Mike Gilbert the stuff was stolen from or whatever and i, I did a, i bought a lot of stuff from him and he would sit and tell me stories he actually wrote a book called how i helped oj get away with murder his name is mike gilbert nice enough guy and um he told me what he really believes in his heart there's no maybe about it that oj at heart is a nice guy he was moody yeah. and he, he had a lot of emotion he really loved nicole now i can't comment i've never met nicole but he had, they had a hot and cold relationship where they were hot as hell and and, and then cold and then and then in love, badly in love, and, and but he really, really loved her. And um uh you, you know, it turned I don't know what the word is violent or ever at times where they would they would they would actually Yeah. She went him, south. He would hit her, she would hit him, and, and 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 not that there's any excuse for him doing that, but you know no. she he ended up she ended up leaving him and he was still in love with her and there was a story that he told me don't know whether it's true or not but mike gilbert told me the story that he was that 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 that, um excuse me um she was in a in a in a condo that he bought for her he spent like five hundred thousand dollars nice condo and he wasn't even allowed to be there and yet his friend a guy named marcus allen another football player was was casually dating her and one day, oh. one day, um, she was giving him oral sex and their four or five year old son walked in and said, why are you kissing uncle Marcus's wee wee? So anyway, Marcus Allen, all of OJ's friends about that. And it got back to OJ and OJ was on this drug called Prozac at the time. It was sort of like an antidepressant. Right. And, um you know, around this time, I guess there was a story of a monkey being on, on Prozac and went off the Prozac and ripped a woman's face off. So they know that you get volatile, you get really violent if you go off this. On some cases, the side effect if you go off Prozac, right. you can give. Anyway, O.J. was on was on Prozac and he got off the Prozac and he heard the story about about his best friend Marcus Allen and his wife, who he was still in love with. And, um, that combined with the Prozac, um, he thought it was a rage dream, but after finding out about the DNA and everything else, he told his lawyer in front of Mike Gilbert, I did this. I I thought it was a dream, but I guess I really did this. Uh, I was on all the meds and everything. And I thought this was a dream, but I I he couldn't believe it himself that he did it. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, again, not that it's any excuse, but that is the reasoning behind it, according to Mike Gilbert. he thinks it was the drugs he was on right. uh, He made he supplement the Prozac with something else and then going off the Prozac and then with all the with all the crap in his life, it turned him into a um, a, a crazed Yeah. Uh, for, for for you know, for that night. Now is yeah. OJ that way all the time? I can, I can attest to it. he's not. He's one of the nicest guys in the world most of the time. But at his worst, I, I guess he can turn into that with the right kind of drugs. They say a lot of people can turn into that. Again, I'm not making excuses for him, but that's right. That's the full story, as 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 I've heard. Well, about.
0: Tom, it's it's been unbelievable. We basically covered a lot of ground here with you, and I'd like to have you back on at one point. Maybe um, I had to come down one of these days, and yeah, and, maybe, and maybe, maybe,
1: maybe when the movie comes out. You know, that's that's
0: absolutely yes, absolutely, and I oh, really so you appreciate it.
1: called "Confessions of a Limo Driver." It's other called than,
0: "Juicy Divas: I, Confessions of a Limo Driver."
1: All right. So, other than meeting me as a limo driver, what, what, what are some conf- what, What's going on in the back of the <laughs> Now you're
0: driver? gonna now yes. you're gonna interview me. <laughs> now the yes. guns
1: turn no, from the juiciest juiciest to the guys
0: ju- that are shooting ducks. Okay. the ducks.
1: Okay. Juiciest thing, confess to me. What's
0: what's going on? All in right, here? I got I got some crazy shit. Um. Tom, not to bring that up. So I have a buddy of mine. Um, it's a true story, but we went over, we have some drinks and whatnot out in Koreatown, town. And he starts fucking unloading on, on, on just, a, just a slew of different celebrities from Katy Perry being a bitch. You can't even look at her when you drive her. You're not supposed to even look at her. Oh, really? And yeah, isn't that something? And, and it's like, um, to like politicians who were like talking about that. And then the, 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 you know, the would be VP or the, you know, Lee is running for VP Kamala Harris. Um, he talks about how, how it, this is crazy. I mean, cause you, you, you talk about shit and, and, you know, it's, it's insane and all that stuff. And nobody would, would ever even fathom any of that shit. You know what I mean? And it's like Kamala Harris gets her she was a uh, I guess she was a DA at the time San Francisco DA whatever and I guess her people got a car through Craigslist and uh, you know what I mean I don't know if it's like I guess no paper trail possibly well why did he just get a sedan or anything well he tells oh, me the whole story what would happen? can you hear me?
1: yeah what happened?
0: So he, I, I guess, apparently, um, Kamala Harris. Um, you're recording this, I hope. <laughs>
1: um, well, hopefully Ka- you are. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully,
0: more than just you and me hears this. <laughs> one- hope so, right? Because if this was live, anyway, um, Kamala, Kamala Harris gets into a car. This is my friend's car. You know, this is a perfect stranger. The guy doesn't. I guess the guy's even illegal in the country, and he got to drive this woman who was a DA, San Francisco DA in downtown around, I guess he took her to like Bobby Shriver's house or something and whatnot. And, and, you know, the whole thing was supposed to be kept on the hush hush. And then this guy got drunk one day and fucking told me everything. You know and I mean, show me emails with, with all the information. Oh, you got me all on
1: edge. What did, what did she do? She killed somebody?
0: What did she do? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset at the fact that, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it would have been nice if I would have driven her. I wanted to get, cause he says he got stoned with her, man. You know, I feel like I want to just roll up a joint right now and smoke. So do you that's smoke?
1: That's, he just, that's the big thing. Listen, if that—if that's all she did, you know. Let's well, all he's all not. The- I, I can't <laughs> say what
0: else she did to him. Okay, okay. She gave him head. Fine. Yeah. Fuck. Twist my arm. Did
1: she give him head?
0: She gave him head.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: All right.
1: All right. Well- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that explains why. Uh, that I explains why he's that. okay,
1: all right?
0: He's voting Democrat, I guess. Now, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, um,
1: right. so here's that's one.
0: one. I, I drove. I drove some playmates. Even, um,
1: even that, you know. I mean, hey, you know what? Speaking of playmates, go so, so, so you uh, What's her name? Kamala Harris. What's name? Kamala? Uh,
0: I think it's Kamala. Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris. Kamala. I don't know.
1: So you go, Kamala. Get yours. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Let her have her fun.
1: Hey, all right. Like uh, I was,
0: like, I was upset because I was not let the one know. that fucking hung yeah, out with <laughs> her.
1: I, I got one for you. Okay. So my my buddy, his name is Lowell. I actually have this story in the book. He's like saying, "Tom, I just came up with a million million dollar idea." He was a um a limo driver in Vegas before they had all this Uber and everything else. He used to like pay the doorman to. To, to to get rides and stuff and they would take people to strip clubs. He goes, um, the love limo. I go, the love limo. He goes, yeah, I'm gonna advertise. You can have sex in the back of my limo. You can do it. It's gonna it's gonna be a whole new trend. It's Vegas. This is what Vegas is about. I'll give you uh, the people a tour of Vegas while they're having sex in the back of the limo. I call it the love limo. So, um, so love it. He, so, he, so he puts it on Craigslist. The love limo. Blah blah blah. Whatever it was, fifty dollars an hour. Or so, you know, so, so, some guy calls him up and says, "Yeah, I'm going to do your blood limo." So he he gets to the car and it's just him and he and so where's your girl? He goes, "Aren't you going to give me a girl?" He goes, "No, I don't provide the girl." It's, you know, he goes, uh, "He goes, all right. Well, I, I know somebody, but oh, let's go to um, let's go to the whatever. I think it was the Plaza Hotel." So they go to the Plaza Hotel. A girl gets in the car and all of a sudden there's red lights and. There's there's 30 cop cars around them. They arrest him for pimping, pandering, uh, this and that for for, for, for um, what do they call it again? Um, uh, travel of a a prostitution. What uh, uh, oh, again? Travel. Uh, and, um, you, you know, just like 40 different. He's facing 65 years in prison. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> anyway, anyway, his lawyer is the guy who is. Like he, he's like one of the lawyers for one of the guys that had the guns in the O.J. thing. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's like, he wants to know who was in the room with O.J. when I took the picture, and it was and it was and it was Lowell, the guy, the love limo lawyer that hired him. Oh my so god, like Lucerani or something like that. Lucerini. it's in my <laughs> book. Again. But anyway, love they have limo. To, the
0: idea anyway. is you have and to fucking
1: love, buy it. Love, love limo business. His lovely limo business lasted about an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. We had we had obviously the greatest of times. What a wild no, ride all with all the twists and turns, Tom. You're amazing, you man. It I really
1: appreciate. You the five... Say it again. What?
0: I really appreciate the fact that you're you you decided to come on and and you know it's, it's been right. a minute, man.
1: A hot okay. minute. All right, I'll let you go.
0: All right, well, all Tom. Right. We're gonna have to do this again. Say goodbye all to everybody.
1: Right. All right,
0: take care, man. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks a lot again. Thomas Riccio, Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. It's been nice. It's been great. It's time for me to
1: go. Until next time, goodbye.